This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Redskins and the Patriots. And we talked about the upcoming cuts and who we think are going to make the 53-man roster. We've got Tom's Trivia and the Greg Blotch Explosion. This and much more, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's happening? Welcome. What's happening? Oh, I forgot this. Greetings, my excellent friends. Now I feel I like I don't know what significance that has. What? Yeah, p- apparently it has significance to this podcast. Welcome to another excellent episode, 180 of Harry Hawk Football. That was 180. 180. And 180. Dude, some Sundays will be will be old and decrepit and we'll we'll have our little walkers with the tennis balls on the bottom and we'll be like Welcome to another episode of Harry Hog Football 22,792. Welcome I won't. to Harry Hog Football! Dude, I probably won't even be around. We'll be, we'll be like the old dudes from the Muppets, the dudes that sit in the uh, the balcony. That's right. We'll all sound all constipated, everything we say. Who knows? I mean, we yeah. might sound constipated now. Who knows? Dude, we're already getting what? We're already similar to those old dudes because all they do is complain about the team that they Cut. like. That's true. All they do is complain and joke. So yeah, we are kind of like that. What did he say? <laughs> well, they didn't play uh, bad. Anyway, anyway, what dude. We got, what we got this week? We got some. We got some Redskins news. We got an action-packed weekend for you, and let's just dive right into it. We'll talk about the Redskins and the Pats game right now. Um, I thought the Redskins, um, overall, their starters at least, had a pretty good showing there. Yeah, tie game at halftime, 17-17, Redskins starters against the Patriots starters. And, um, after that, yeah, it's I, just fodder. And um, I don't care what anybody said. I was I was very happy with the outcome of the game and the way that the Redskins played. It was finally good to see – the Redskins, uh, you know, showing us something, uh, a glimpse of it was what finally we might good to see through this season. Yeah, it was finally good to see Jason Campbell have a chance to get into a rhythm and start completing some passes and making some things happen with his arm and with his legs mm-hmm. with that second touchdown, Absolutely. with that running touchdown, where he totally posterized that, that DB or safety. For uh, New England, made him jump up in the air and was like, "I fooled you." Oh yeah, dude. that was in. That was awesome to see. It was really <laughs> that was big smooth. Absolutely. That was big smooth. The nickname that we gave JC his first year. That was big smooth. Perfect right there. Totally faked the guy out. And I think seriously that he, um, Jason Campbell, threw more passes downfield in that game than he did all last season. <laughs> the entire season. It felt like that anyway. And I was it glad sure to see that because if he keeps doing that and like completes a few of those, that's going to open up stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love to see Very the fact. True. I love the fact that they were throwing the ball deep over and over, even though he, you know, he missed Santana Moss on that one just out of his reach. You know, it, he'd only thrown like eight passes in preseason before that in real game action, and all of that against top five defenses, and I guess New England would still be like maybe a top ten defense. He's had a lot of competition to come up against 
in real game action because it's just not the same when they're in when they're on the turf in Ashburn. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same. So it was really good to see him get out there throwing the long ball, which of course is a credit to Zorn finally get, or being able to do that and having confidence that he can not only not only that Jason can throw it, but that he's got guys that are going to be able to catch it. Not only Santana Moss, but the sophomore receivers starting to show up, guys. Mm-hmm. And one of them has to. Mm-hmm. At least one of them has to this year. So I think both of them are, you know, if they can stay injury-free, they have shown that they have grown leaps and bounds since last year already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, um, first uh, half, uh, yeah, the uh, it was good to see the Redskins not get smeared by the Patriots because the last two times we played them, once was in preseason. And once, of course, was that debacle two years ago. They got smeared. It was unbelievable. It was discouraging, however, to see how easy it was for Brady to connect with Randy Moss and totally destroy D'Angelo Hall almost every single play. Yeah, our number one corner was completely and utterly just victimized the entire time Randy Moss was in. Like he had no, we had no answer for him. I'm pretty much glad we don't have to play them in the real season. <laughs> anyway all right that's it that's the good overview you guys have anything else to add on the game overview from the uh weekend um i personally i thought it was really nice to see the offense clicking and 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 moving and making plays um utilizing the sophomore receivers utilizing chris cooley um i thought the defense was up and down they they got beat up, but then they made some adjustments and they and they uh, shut down. They really shut down the Patriots late in the second quarter, mm-hmm. um, holding them to three and outs, which allowed us to get that second touchdown and to get that field goal at the end of the half. Oh yeah, we came back from ten down at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. It was seventeen unanswered. It was seven nothing Redskins. Seventeen unanswered. Yeah, it was starting to look the like they were going to uh, you know lay down and um, you know like that fifty. 50- Two to whatever it was game a few years ago, and then all of a sudden, dude, why we, you got to bring that up twice? We fought back. We fought back, dude. They had to make a break point, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. And as uh, you know, Mark mm-hmm. Stauffer, our cult friend, pointed out that he didn't think that Jason Campbell could ever lead the Redskins back from ten down. Yeah, well, he he had gotten that. He had gotten that. Dude, I understand where people say that, and where the, the the Jason Campbell haters, of which none of us are, have said that about him. Because how many times has he led the team down in the last couple of years down into the red zone in a situation where he could tie or win a game and thrown a pick, or not been able to get to, into the red zone yeah, leading the team? It's happened like five or six times in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So you mean you know you mean a he's pick got that like. Uh... Throwing a pick kind of like Colt Brennan's been throwing picks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Oh, anyway. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think we can go ahead and talk about that before we get into the games and kicks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude. That could, that Colt was Brennan. Like a, well, that was a uh, almost a 14-point swing there, wasn't it? Or it was. Yeah, he really... Uh, he really... <laughs> 99-yard <laughs> touchdown interception by New England, by some guy who probably won't make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Colt Brennan makes a lot of uh, he makes a lot of uh, interesting choices out there. Thank you. 
And uh, he makes a lot of interesting choices out there, and he's, he does have that gunslinger mentality, but, you know, it, it and, and you can't say too much about him because how much time has he played with the first-team offense with a good offensive line in front of him? Um, and we're going to talk about one of those guys that's gotten him uh, tackled and rushed a lot is no longer with the team. Um, but Cole Brennan showing some flashes of good, showing some big flashes of bad, 99 yards worth and seven points. But he's also uh, – he and, and uh, Chase Daniel have both connected to my dog, Marco Mitchell, for touchdowns the last two games. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. Later on. Yeah, dude, but l- let me let me point out though, dude, his first te- his second team uh offense, his offensive line in front of him was playing a second team defense. So, you you can't really say No, no, no they're fa- they're playing the first team defense. That's a really good point. Were I know they? what you were going to say. In the yeah, second they were. half, they were. when the Redskins came out in the second half, they were playing all second teamers. Um and the Patriots actually put their first team defense in not once. But for two series in the second half, and the Redskins did not. It was the Redskins' second-team offense, including Colt Brennan, against the Patriots' first-team defense, which, by the way, our favorite sports writer, Peter King, has predicted will lead the Patriots to the Super Bowl. Who will? Really? Their second-team defense? <laughs> it's the first-team defense. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently they're going to play the Bears. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. Thanks for that, uh, insight, Peter King of crap. Okay. <laughs> um, with that being said, I think it, I'm not even going to say it. And now, the coveted <laughs> Game Ball Award. It's time for the Game Ball Awards with us. All of us. With us. Who wants, to, who wants to kick this pig? Uh, uh, I'll go ahead and kick it. I'll start off the games. Uh, my my game ball award, man. I'm I'm gonna save a shout out because one of you guys might pick him because I'm really pumped about this guy being on the team. But I gotta give my game ball to Jason Campbell, who I've been a huge backer of since he since he was drafted by the team. Um, got a very big different feel. Um, when he was drafted and the way he plays and the way he moves out there, that's when I started calling him Big Smooth this first year because he 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 doesn't get really he doesn't seem to get really excited about it, things. He seems to stay laid back, and I know a lot of people complain about him staying back in the pocket too much and holding the ball too long, and he does, but he doesn't get overly fired. He doesn't make stupid decisions because he gets all like freaked out or anything. And uh, Smooth finally got a chance to play more than one or two series, and he went. Uh, his number is 13 for 22, 209 yards, two rushes for five yards, including a touchdown. And the second touchdown was a handoff to Marcus Mason at the one um, after that big pass interference call. And, you know, he, man- he he played, he managed the game, and he brought the team back to tie the game at 17-17 at the half. All right. By the way, and I, I want to point I, out, John, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good pick. I want to point out, though, on his first touchdown there um, – we got a really good glimpse of how smart Jason Campbell can play because the way that he faked out that defense when he when he did those fake pumps to act like he was throwing the ball into the end zone, I mean that was just perfect the way that he did that. Oh yeah, uh, right when he posterized that guy it was fantastic, and that's one thing that people have been calling for him to do. The people the, the, the people who have been Jason Campbell fans especially is run the damn ball more. 
dude, if it's not open, don't hang out in the pocket. Tuck and run. Go, go, go. We know he can't slide. We know this. No, we know when that. he slides, every time that. he slides, it looks like he's going to break both his ankles. But he hasn't. He's a big, <laughs> tough uh, or touch. He's a big, tough quarterback, <laughs> and and he can take a hit. He can slide and 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 get hit out in the open field on a tackle. He's not some little like like wussy guy like Jay Cutler is going to prove to be once he gets hit a few times up in the NFC North. He is a guy who can get it done and can run the ball. He's more mobile than people think. So that's my game ball. Interesting. Josh, you want to go next? Yep. Um, I'll go ahead then. Uh, I'm going to give a game ball this week to a first-teamer as well. Well, you know, I guess he's really technically not a first-teamer, but filling in for one. Um, And we've been ragging on him quite a bit, but I think he stepped up this week on the defensive side of the ball, and that's going to go to Fred Smoot. Um, I felt like Fred Smoot... Fred Smoot, I felt like, was playing really well. Um, you know, we saw him come in on, on a lot of plays. Uh, yeah, there were a couple of instances where we would see a little of his smootness. But uh, I thought, for the most part, he was in there on some on some good tackles. He was making the right decisions as far as, um, you know, running in as opposed to sitting back and watching. I thought his coverage was, was fine. Um, so I'm going to give the game ball to Fred Smoot. I don't know when I'll be able to give him one again. So there you go. Dude, nice. He Fred Smoot played out of his mind. It was like the old Fred Smoot, the year the last year that he was in Washington before he went to Minnesota. Oh yeah. Where the dude exactly. played with a broken sternum. He was playing out of his mind. He had a great game. I that's awesome. Good pick. Pump, dude. Yeah. He was pumped. He was. And it was and it was obvious and I hope he continues to play like that. I'd love to see him play like that every week. I mean, that would be that would be wonderful. The Redskins could that, use that would that. be and, and just last week we were talking about, and, and a lot recently, about how he's in the twilight of his career, and he looked like he was playing five years younger. It was fantastic. Exactly. I don't know if he's been you know, drinking, like, I, Mona V or what, but he needs to keep doing it. Well, I guess he knew he had to step up because Carlos Rogers was out. But then again, he has to step up when Carlos Rogers is in, so. Mm-hmm. Right. I think maybe he's been taking his uh, one-a-day Geritols twice a day or something because, I mean, he looked really good, so. There you go. Over to you, over to you Aaron. Um, Solid. I think I'm going to have to go ahead and give my – well, I was going to give it to Smoot, and then I was trying to think of who else I would give it to. And I'm going to have to give my game ball to um, – you guys may not agree with this. Santana Moss for that one awesome catch on the sideline where he, like, dragged that other foot That in. was a beautiful catch. And that's the only reason – That was fantastic. Because that catch was outstanding. It's like – He's like this little ragdoll. Exactly gets... where his toes are, no matter where he is in space. Yeah, and he's like this it's, little dude. He's like this little ragdoll that like throws himself five feet up in the air and then just kind of like somehow lands with the ball. But, yeah, uh, Santana Moss really has great body control. He knows not just where his feet are going to land, but exactly how to turn his you know his torso and his midsection and his hips and his shoulders. He is very, very aware of all the parts of his body from, like, his head to his toes and where they need to be to make a catch. And we've talked about this many times. Um, and I think the first time it was really, really on display that we noticed as Redskins fans was a few years ago in that game against Dallas, the comeback mm-hmm. in the last three minutes and, like, 14 seconds where he caught those two bombs. 
He just, he just puts himself in the right place. And that's something that the receivers like Malcolm Kelly and Devin Thomas have apparently, from what I've been hearing, have been watching and learning from him. And those guys have, you know, Devin Thomas has big Charles Barkley-like shoulders. He's a big, broad guy, and he's going to be great across the middle, I think, you know, being able to block out um, linebackers and be able to catch the ball. And Malcolm Kelly is just this big, tall Santana Moss guy that can snatch, you know, footballs out of midair, mm-hmm. you know, fr- above him and in front of him, behind him even. And and they're learning body placement from what I've been hearing at, at uh, Redskins Park. They're learning how to mo- use their entire body, not just their arms, but everything to be able to shield defenders. And, and you know, Santana Moss is just so natural at it. Like, he and Steve Smith are about the best guys there are um, for the shorter receivers in the NFL at doing that. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. With that being said, let's go ahead and move straight in to the flip side of this. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. All right. All Kicking right. The Balls Award. Who wants to start right. this one off? Anyone? Mm. Don't anyone jump at once. You know, there are some obvious kicks. I, I, I mean, I'll go ahead. I don't really have. Uh, I don't really have a, a great, a great kick, I guess, so to speak. Um, I guess my kick, and, and, and it's pretty obvious, and and I thought it would be a parting, a parting kick, um, and no pun intended, uh, would go to uh, Sean Sweezum. <clears throat> um, you know. I felt like uh, they stuck him out there, and it was like, all right, Sean, here's your last shot to make the team. Here's your last shot to stay here. You know, here it is. And then he missed that kick. Not an easy kick by any means, you know, to no, stick somebody out. No, I was going to say 52. Yeah, 51-yarder. I mean, not, not an easy kick, but not, you know, undoable. And it seemed to me that uh, if you can give him anything – He's been consistent, consistently missing mm-hmm. uh, these longer field goals. And, um, you know, for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm going to kick him this week. I mean, there are a lot last, of other folks, but again, in we're, we're in. Did you, What's that? Did you guys hear about him? He was last in the NFL in, in field goal last, percentage last year. Not the NFC. There you go. The NFL. Did you guys hear and about his. Why is he still like there? Missed that. Dude, uh, why is he still here? Why was he not cut this week? Well, you know, did yep. you hear about the kickoff I mean, they had? Maybe they're keeping him around because he's an easy cut and, and nobody else is going to want him. So they're just like, oh, just leave him on the team for a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't you hear know. About, I don't know. You Aaron, I did hear about that kickoff. Um, apparently, they're they're just going head-for-head head in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, or head-to-head head in practice, I guess. Um, no one's missing field goals in practice. They seem to be getting it done back and forth, him and Dave Rayner. But, I mean, seriously, Sweezum sucks. Mm-hmm. He sucks. <laughs> cut him. Yeah, I don't I mean, care. Ah! Yeah, he's already <laughs> proven that he can't kick in real games. So I mean, yeah, at least we knew that last year. So what's the problem? It, Rainer's kickoffs were at least making it into the end zone. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't that exactly, Josh. That's a good point that you brought up at the very beginning of the game. Rainer kicked off for the Redskins. He played the first half. He kicked off and he got the ball angled to the right to the goal line. Angled to the right, not like really close to the, the, the sideline or anything like that, a good safe angle, you know, exactly what you want to see. 
basically. Maybe a couple yards deeper in the end zone, but we're in Washington. We've been watching Sweezum kick it to the 17 for the last couple years. We're good with the with the goal yeah. line. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Someone was offsides. Oh, yeah. So but he, he had to be kicked still got 10 it yards back. He got it down to the three-yard line on the second attempt, which would have been seven yards deep in the end zone. Oh, yeah. And why we're talking I mean, about the would have game? been at the 27-yard line had he kicked that. Oh, ball. he would have been horrible. He would have had this big, like, butterfly floater out there. Like, at the exact – oh, man, just – I, I don't understand. We do not understand why Sweezum is still on the team. While we're talking about the kicking game, though, I do want to point out the um, outstanding Hunting. prolific punting game from Hunter oh, Smith. Man. Hunter Smith is going to help this team so much. Mm-hmm. Dumbass Larry Michael the first week was like, oh, that was a terrible kick when he was like placing it inside the 20. I know. Because he kicked it to the 20. Oh no! Instead of like booting it through the end zone and making it look all flashy, like some dumbass like Larry Michael would like. <laughs> no, Hunter Smith <laughs> is still a Pro Bowler. He is big time. He dropped two inside the twenty and still averaged forty-seven point five yards a punt. And his long punts weren't these damn like lawn dart, <laughs> like or you know like, like line drive shots. They were like big and high in the air. So I guess they were kind of like lawn darts. Big and high up in the air, so when the ball dropped down into the hands of the guy catching the ball from the other team, our defenders, our wingmen were already up there ready to hit him. And missing tackles. Right away. Fantastic punting. Yes. Okay, John. Uh, absolutely, man. I, I couldn't I couldn't be happier with the punter that, that we've got in, in Hunter the Punter. Hunter the Punter. John. Yeah. John, who's your kick going to? My kick. Um... Oh, and one more shout out. Chris Cooley, 73 yard catch oh, yeah. and run. Outstanding. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. We really had to mention that. And the block Marco Mitchell put downfield that gave him 20 other oh, yes. yards. I will talk um, about that block. My later. kick. My kick. My kick has got to go to. It's, it, it's got to go to D'Angelo Hall. Oh, yeah. Because he <laughs> is getting paid to be a top cornerback. He's getting paid money to be a top cornerback in the NFL, and he got taken to school by Randy Moss. He owned D'Angelo Hall Mm -hmm. the entire time he was in, not just on those touchdowns, but on a couple other passes. He had one where he ran out and then just did the slant across the middle, and no, it was it was what it was like watching. A third grader play. A rookie up against the best receiver you have on your team in training camp. It was really, really bad. So D'Angelo Hall has a lot to prove um, to be worthy of the money that we spent for him. I I agree with that, John. And and I'm going to say, you know, honestly, that whole uh, uh, secondary back there, I I mean, LaRon Landry, I thought, even had had some problems. I thought that, that he wasn't playing up to his normal uh, his normal self. Um, it just seemed like everybody back there was a little too comfortable with this being a preseason game, and and they really weren't showing us uh, what they needed to show. Except for Fred Smoot. F- except for Smoot, yeah, on the number two. Well, yeah, of course, um, I mean Smoot, but I'm saying you know those two guys. Try on safety, step on I just game wanted too. to see more. I wanted to point out. Tryon stepped it up this week. Dude, Tryon could end up being Aaron's new dog. No way, dude. 
It could be. I've done a full three. After you dogged on him so, so much, he's gotten so much better. Like, huge leaps and bounds from the first game to the second game to the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after last year Just of Aaron saying, uh, dog tryout. Well, you saw what happened when Aaron I cut saying on last Dockery year, try on. We tried him on and he doesn't fit. Yeah, but you guys saw what happened when I cut on Dockery every, every week for like a season. Then he went off and got that huge contract. That's true. And I do have to say, in defense of Leron Landry, he did get burnt, it looked like, on one play, but he did also did have a pick. Oh, yeah, he did, yes. That's because true. he's not going to be – and, you know, he needs some game time, too. Last year he missed the entire preseason, and all he did was play center field almost the whole season up until the last few games. So we're going to see be seeing him uh, doing more run stopping, apparently, and, you know, we'll see him getting more comfortable in that type of role. And also, as Aaron said, he's also not wearing those damn – purple and and gold LSU pads he used to have. They finally got him a pair of pads that fit, <laughs> that look burgundy and gold underneath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a big deal. That kept bothering me. I'm just like, dude, you look like a Los Angeles Laker out there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I don't – all right, I had a cut – I mean, a, sorry, not a cut, a kick, and that was also, once again, it was going to be D'Angelo Hall, so you guys took mine twice. So with that being said, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head since the game was like, what, three days ago? Four days ago? But I do remember this. Okay. I do remember what that I remember seeing a live football on the ground and the refs blowing it dead. And that was yeah, the dude, first time that we've seen with the Redskins. The refs. I'm kicking the refs for that. Totally. There's a ball just That's laying the on the ground. That's the first time we've seen the new rule come into, into play there on that. Mm-hmm. Dude, that could have been a touchdown. Bro. Yeah, because who picked that up? Was it Marcus Mason? Who picked I it up? I think it was Byron Westbrook, wasn't it? Or Byron think, Westbrook. Yeah, Byron Westbrook right. came running up and just kind of snagged. It was like, whoop. Yeah, it was just laying there on the ground. Dude, and the new rule this year house. is, dude. I well, that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you take it to the house or not if it's blown dead. But it used to be it's blown dead. It doesn't matter that you recover the fumble from the other yeah, team. Yeah, they would have just kept the new rule this year in the league is that. You can recover an obvious fumble, even if the referees blow it dead and screw up on the field, but you cannot advance the ball. You get the ball where you recover Which it. Which I think is an awesome rule. Now, I seem to remember that we talked about this rule. about we, – We talked about this like 15 or 20 episodes ago, and uh, you, this exact thing happening. And, and it was kind of like, well, what do you do? Is it reviewable? Can you challenge it to a point of review – and if it's reviewable and the guy's wide open and could have taken it to the house, you know, why not give him 15 yards? That's what I'm saying. You anyway. know, and we talked about this once before. And I just think that's lame. I mean, I think it's a fantastic rule that you can recover it. That's great and all. But if they screwed up that bad and the guy's wide wide down the field and nobody's t- could even touch the guy – you know. Well, the problem is the play. You know, the whistles are blowing. People are stopping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know that. So, I'm just, you know. The I problem guess is the refs suck. The refs, per- <laughs> the refs suck. Anyway, all right. Enough, anyway. enough being said about that. We got to keep this thing moving. Um, next item God. of business is who who was cut this week and. Who we think will actually make the fifty-three man roster, and that—that's right. I'm going to run down the uh, the cuts list. Thank you. All right. Um, unfortunately, 
our kind of mini dog from last year from the Hall of Fame game. Uh, most people remember him from the last preseason game because that's really where he made the team. But that first preseason game in Canton, Ohio, Fincher the clincher recovered that onside kick on the very first play, and I think he had like two picks or two fumble recoveries in the game. Oh yeah. Dude. Basically, he just yeah. Basically, he he clinched the game for the Redskins scrubs, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, he was a. Uh, Exposed very badly this preseason. He can't cover. He he couldn't cover a, a couch as a drop cloth. I mean, he can't he can't cover anything. He's horrible. So Alfred Fincher cut Devin Clark, number sixty two, the offensive tackle that got Colt Brennan just beat the hell up in the first week. Finally got cut. That guy was on the practice squad last year, and I guess he reached his plateau because he was horrible. I, I, watching that guy play this preseason, it made me wonder how they even thought he could be any good. He was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receiver Marquise Hagens, former uh, quarterback at UVA back when I liked UVA. The uh... Unfortunately, uh, it looks like my dog Marco Mitchell is going to get that job as the fifth wide receiver, so Hagens may get a, uh, another tryout elsewhere. I know he got drafted, I think, by the Rams. And so, you know, maybe another team after the Rams and the Redskins will give him a, a try. Um, this guy, Aaron, you're going to be glad that this guy got cut. Number 40, Michael Grant, the guy that kept getting burnt because he kept trying to make big Deion <laughs> Sanders-style plays. Cut. Who? Yeah, cut. Michael yeah, Grant. exactly. Number 40, Michael Grant. He was the guy that kept giving up huge gains on the third Oh, team. yeah, dude. Because he the was last like a, three weeks. Every time you'd be like, "Who got burnt there?" and then you're like, "Oh, it's number forty. Who's that guy?" It's someone doesn't. Work I feel there, like huh? I feel like we're gonna see um, Alfred Fincher, the clincher. On he'll be on another team. Somebody will pick him up. I feel like I don't know, dude. I, he might. I, the I the big reason like... he got cut, other than his coverage skills, are are the Redskins did draft two tight or uh, linebackers. Mm-hmm. So Hinson, and... you know, they're trying to get younger, and and even Coach Zorn. Um, <clears throat> Coach Zorn. Oh, sorry, sorry. Aaron. <clears throat> sorry. Chip Zorn. Um, Coach Zorn said that uh, it looked like he had reached his plateau um, as as far as his career and skill was going and that we really had to try to go with the younger guys. So, And by cutting him in the first round, and I think for him – and Hagens, those two guys are going to have a chance to uh, maybe catch on with another team by being cut early. Oh, and the fifth guy was a defensive lineman, Michael Marquard. Marquard. Uh, every time I saw his name, I think he was wearing 78. Um, every time I saw his name on the back of a jersey, I was like, it's Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> cut. <laughs> and and I, that's all. I don't remember him ever making any kind of play or anything. So, I, but you know, I, I feel bad for the guy. The only guy I'm really, really glad. Well, I'm really the two guys I'm really glad that we cut were Devin Clark and the offensive tackle and Michael Grant. Those guys were bad. All right, so let's run it down. Who do we think is going to also be cut? Who's left here? Um, who? All right, who Liddell do we think? Betts. Let's go straight to the receivers. The main question here: Who do we think we're going to keep? Marco five Mitchell is the fifth receiver. Five receivers. Yep. All right, I predict the five yep. receivers will be Devin Thomas, Antoine randall Santana Moss, Malcolm Kelly, and Marco Mitchell. I agree. I, can see I agree that. 100%. I agree. And here's the other big question. Marco Mitchell is the height of of uh, Malcolm Kelly, six foot four. He's huge. 
And he's, he's but I think he's more too, physical. He's skinnier. Yeah, he's thinner, but he plays bigger. He plays like a bigger guy. Like he has a bigger presence, and he plays more physical yeah. than Malcolm Kelly does. I think. Yeah, we need those tall. Dudes. I'm really pumped about this guy, even though I totally was pissed when they drafted a wide receiver. Even though it's like a seventh round throwaway pick, we may have struck gold two years in a row um, with Chris Horton in the seventh round last year, and with Marco Mitchell. Marco Mitchell out of Nevada. <laughs> He's six inches, six full inches taller than Santana Moss and Randall Hill. Now, and that's even taller than uh, Justin Tryon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's move to the other position in question. How many running backs do you guys think they're going to keep? And who do you think is going to make the team out of those uh, lower guys? Because we know... Of course, that we're gonna have Clinton Portis there, and right, know, we were throwing out Cartwright. We were throwing out uh, me five. Yeah. <laughs> we were throwing this out um, last week. Um, I wouldn't seriously be surprised if they cut Liddell Betts. I really wouldn't. I would. I hope they cut Liddell Betts and keep Marcus Mason. And the re- Liddell Betts, you yeah, you guys know that have been longtime listeners. I do not like Liddell Betts for the most part. He gets hurt all the time. He fumbles a lot. He's had bright spells while he's come in to cover for Clinton Portis when he gets hurt, but he's not that good. He was not worth the backup money we paid for him. And I think I said back at the time that he was, and I was totally wrong, not worth it, need to let him go, move on to – how can we cut Marcus Mason – Again, after watching another fantastic preseason by the guy, he has better vision than most running backs that we've seen this preseason on any team. This guy's got tremendous vision. He doesn't just take the ball like number 46 and just run like a brick into a brick wall without looking. The guy can bounce around, move around, make the cuts, find the little seams that are developing. Mason has to make the team, and if it means that Betts is cut, so be it. Mm-hmm. We've got Mike Sellers. He can be the bruiser. He can run behind Chris Cooley and and Fred Davis and Todd Yoder, 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 Yoder. Now here's my other question. Um, all right, Anthony Aldridge and Dominique Dorsey. I don't know if I was getting these two yep. guys confused when they were in the backfield because their numbers are 39 <laughs> and 32. But I saw a bunch of posts on a blog today that saying they were saying how good Dominique Dorsey was playing, and I'm wondering if I was attributing his accolades to Anthony Aldridge instead. I don't I don't know because I was thinking that that this Dorsey dude was the one that was playing well, but I could be mistaken. You guys have any thoughts on that? Those two guys? Oh, I think they're. I think they're both playing pretty well. I think it's going to be tough. I mean, I don't. I think there were a lot of surprises about t- people, you know, bringing up Aldridge because it was kind of like, really. But uh, you know, it seems like he, like he's stepping up a bit and could, you know, could make a run for it. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, that's going to be. I'd like to see the Dell Betts. That's going to be cut, like interesting. You know and we're. I don't think we're going to keep four running backs. Do you? Well, maybe. We might. I, I don't think we will either. I think one running back will probably get cut and make the practice squad, and I think it's going to be one I'm of those two guys see. we were just talking about. Yeah. I hope Mason makes it. I really do. Yeah. I do. Well, Josh, what were you going to say? I, I Well, you know, I'm kind of counting that, too. It's kind of, I mean, I feel like 
I feel like we'll keep uh, we'll keep four and then have one on the, on the practice squad. That's my thought. Yeah, you think we're going to keep four, Aaron? I think I think, I think three, three. practice three in a practice squad. And I I did read some article today where Vinny Serrato, not that you can believe anything he says, said that they're going to make some cut. <laughs> they're planning on making some cut, and people are going to be like, "What, really? Oh, well, maybe that's not a bad idea." Huh, I'm thinking we'll Liddell Betts. That's not surprising. I'm thinking Liddell Betts, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm thinking Liddell Betts. I wouldn't be surprised. Another guy. Someone else that they shouldn't get. Like Larry Michaels. Larry. All right. Um, another guy, dudes. Mike Williams. <laughs> Is he going to make the team? Um, he's going to make it. According to – I was reading a lot of blogs, and they were all pretty much saying that they think he's going to make it. It'll be interesting. He's a – He's a veteran guy. He's been there. He's come back. He's worked hard with this weight loss thing. I think he's worked hard to try to get himself back, you know, in shape onto the field. And and the fact that he's a veteran, he brings something with him that a rookie does not. I think he's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. But on the on the flip side of that, he was out of football for three years. I don't care. He's already <laughs> he's been a- very injured. Hold on, he's been very injury prone. In the preseason, do you think that they might sign or, or put him on injured reserve? That's an interesting and thought. Hold, to be able to hold on to him for the season, giving him a whole season to really work himself out and get ready for the next season for 2010. That is a thought, dude. They could do that. I no, I see him playing this season. I think he's going to make the team this season. You know, I know the whole thing out for three years. Uh, you know, I'm riding my bike and I fall off the bike and break my leg and I don't get on a bike for three years, but you know what? I still know how to ride a bike three years later. I think I'm going to bring something yeah. back to that. And, dude. And, and I think that that's what he's going to do. Dude, he's the biggest loser on the team. He is the biggest loser. <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. You know, if I'm wrong, you guys <laughs> can, you know, jab me, prove me wrong, but that's fine. Okay. And the <laughs> third and final position I want to talk about, or fourth, I guess talk about is quarterback who's going to get cut is it going to be you know uh, it's going to be chase daniel chase daniel zorn really likes colt brennan yeah he does but and as soon as i said that guys i was thinking you know what it wouldn't really surprise me that much if they let colt brennan and that ridiculous sidearm throw go yeah. I know, you know what, and that's the thing too. Like Aaron, you mentioned uh, what was it? Vinny Serrato said something about a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, could it be Colt Brennan, or could it be Todd Collins? Could Colt Brennan be the surprise? He's a fan favorite. Yeah, I think Todd Collins is idiot. I'm just saying, dude. That we already know probably, John, Colt Brennan could probably go somewhere John. else and be picked up and have a and have a career. John, maybe, John. but he could have a career like you know Patrick Ramsey. We already know that Vinny well, Serrato is an idiot, so don't put it past. Yeah, him. that's true. He has not done much to uh disprove that. So anyway, all right. So what do we got next coming up on here? Um, real quick, we're gonna go over this Portis thing, and then we're gonna go into a break and uh, come back with Tom's trivia. Apparently, this week, Portis made some comments on the Rigo and O line. John. Yeah, well, back in January, January, I stress, John Riggins said on the radio that uh. Clinton Portis, um, he said that he wasn't a team leader, is a headache on the team, and that his he had the team a uh, quote over a barrel. Um, in other words, and and he, he expounding on that, he said that basically he has the ear of the owner, 
and he's kind of like a little crybaby guy that no one likes that when he doesn't get his way, instead of being a man and, you know, sucking it up or listening to the coach, he's like, well, I'll just go to the owner and get my way. And apparently that's kind of the way that he is. Um, Interesting. And that was it pretty much. He didn't hear anything much about it. And then Clinton Porter's just, I think, yesterday, um, people have been hey, talking wait, wait, a lot wait, wait, about wait, John, wait, 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 wait. John, wait a second. Well, I thought we we're going to leave. Let's leave him hanging with that. What did Clinton Portis do? And go to the break and come back and talk about it. Oh, all right. Let's uh, let's take that break. All right. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification. We'll be right back. I'm timing it. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. We're back. Oh, yeah. Cialis. Oh, yeah. So so you were talking about Clinton Portis, and uh, before we go into Tom's trivia, right, Aaron, uh, uh-huh. we want to hear what Clinton Portis did yesterday. Is that right? Yeah, dude. So what did he say, John? Speak uh, it up, John. Yes. We're listening Clinton to Portis. Clinton Portis comes out, and... uh. Basically, he's like, John Riggins is a great running back. Because everyone, you know, everyone knows John Riggins is the number one rusher in Redskins history. And Clint Portis is a very close number two and very well could pass him this year, uh, barring injury. So someone asked him about that, and Clint Portis said, quote, uh, Josh, do you have this in front of you? Because you do a much better Clint Portis impression than I do on our on our homepage. Uh, I, uh, I do not have it in front of me. I could pull it up, though. Just read it. Just yeah, read pull it. it up. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, fill space here. So uh, so Clinton Portis is hanging out, and the guys ask him what you know what what do you think about okay. John Riggins and passing him for the number one spot? And he says, he says, he said, um, he said, think of who else was around him. That was that was really not hard to be a great running back when you got a you got that talent all around you. Okay, is that right. what he said? Great. That? Awesome. He said, He said, think of who else was around him. That was really not hard to be a great running back when you got all that talent around you. So that's basically, <laughs> right. he's an idiot, and he just cut on his whole offensive line. Hey, for the he second year in a row, he's once. made public, public comments against his offensive line. Now, I said on our, on our website, harryhawkfootball.com, that... Rigo may have heard this. I'm sure he's heard Clinton Portis has said this by now and probably gives two SHITs about it. He's just like, whatever. I could care less because, you know, amongst other reasons, I got a ring on my hand. Um, but the offensive line for the second year in a row has been publicly trashed by the star running back, the petulant star running back. So, you know... If I were on that offensive line, do, as a professional, yeah, I'd go that extra mile to, to open up that one hole for him to get through that maybe I wouldn't before. You know, I'd push that much harder. But, you know, I'd, I'd start getting pissed if I was those guys. I mean, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. I did want to point out, though, that Clinton I mean, Curtis, what did he have, like four yards in last week's game? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be getting pretty upset at this Clinton. point. But, you know. 
I know they're not the Hogs. Obviously, they're not the Hogs. The Hogs are the best offensive line in Redskins history and one of the best in the history of the league. But you know, we all yeah, know that. You also know how running backs are, dude. They're all like especially, that. especially oh, ones dude. that go and cry to the owner when they don't get their way with their coach. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know, but 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 Clinton Portis, if, even with his history at the Redskins, not even going back to Denver, he's had a way of sticking his foot in his mouth and saying things like this. You know, mm-hmm. his whole time with the Redskins. Look at the – you go back and we talked about it, what, two, two and a half years ago with the whole Michael Vick thing. And he talk, and he came right out and was like, oh, I, I can't even remember, you know, not having dog fighting or something like that. I mean, you know, he, he made this comment about dog fighting like that was completely okay. And, it, you know, it's always something, it seems, with Clinton Portis coming out of his mouth there. And, you know, Clinton Portis, I believe, is a good – is a really good running back. I think you just, you know, oh, yeah. stick to being a great running back, get out there and play the game, and not worrying about saying things about his team, what anybody else is saying about him, even if it is an, an ex-Redskin uh, that may be saying things, and, you know, who, who's really just commenting on things because of the situation Clinton has put himself into. So, I mean, just stop talking. Get out there, play well, the you game know, that Clint you know how to play. And you can't. Yeah, Clinton Portis, you know, he may complain about the offensive line, you know, publicly for the second year in a row, but he's not complaining that over the course of, what, eight years, he has and will be making a guaranteed total of at least $50, million from the yeah, Redskins. But I, also want, I don't hear him complaining about any yeah, of that. In his defense, dude, I also want to point out that for most of the season last year, he was in, like, one of the top three or four running backs in rushing and – I also wanted to point out that Clinton Portis isn't one of those Dion dudes that gets on the field and half-asses stuff. He plays hard the entire game. He does. That's a really good point. He leaves it all on the field. So, Where he's sorely lacking is his now, leadership qualities and personal qualities. Yeah, but we field. also – And that's always been the case. But we also don't know the full story on this. Maybe he sees dudes on that offensive line where he knows that he's trying his hardest and sometimes he sees them take a player or two off. Maybe he's just calling them out. I'm sure there is some he frustration. He might be, but I don't I'm think sure he is. he has that. Yeah, I think he was just not smart enough to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, well, you know, last year everyone wrote it off, and the offensive line was like, yeah, we need to play harder. We need to play harder and do better for him. They're, he's right. But, you know, two years in a row to, to bring that up publicly, that's that's a slap in the face to all those guys. Anyway, dudes, with that. And hopefully they're letting him know it. Yeah. With that being said, let's go ahead and go straight into Tom's Trivia. Tom! Hey guys, it's another episode of Tom's Trivia after the uh, oh-so-close game against the New England Patriots. I felt it was uh, a good sign that we stayed with them. We played quite well, and the uh, offense looked very good what I wanted to see, and hopefully that'll roll over to the uh, regular season. I think the defense will be fine, and uh, hopefully the offense will play as well as it did on Friday. Alright, well last week's question was to name all the former Redskins quarterbacks that are currently on NFL rosters. I think there are five of them. The answers are one, Mark Grinnell, who's on the Saints. Two, Patrick Ramsey, who's on the Tennessee Titans. Three, Sage Rosenfeld, who's on the Minnesota Vikings. Four, Jabron Hamden, who's on Buffalo Bills. And five, Jordan Palmer, 
Carson Palmer's younger brother and current teammate with the Bengals. Uh, congratulations to a bunch of people who got the answers correct, but Alex in Baltimore was the first for the answer, so we get credit this week. So after three weeks, looks like it's a three-way tie. All right, next question for this week is another uh, similarly related question about the preseason and the comings and goings of players. There are, as of today, which is Tuesday, September 1st, and this might change later in the week. I have a hunch it will change this weekend. Um, there are four current members of the Redskins who had previously been on the Redskins left and had come back. I repeat, there are four guys on the Redskins as of today, September 1st, who um, had previously been on the Redskins, had left to go play for another team, and then had come back. Who are the four? All right, well, uh, a couple more days to get the last game of the preseason. Hope everybody stays healthy. And then uh, we'll get rolling to the Giants here in a couple weeks. All right, Elder. All right, dudes, if you know the answer to this week's Tom's Trivia, go ahead and send it in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. Dot com. And if you have any other questions. I'll tell you, the Tom's Trivia race, the Tom's Tom's Trivia race is already shaping up, man. You know, a lot of folks, uh, I think it's a three-way tie right now. So, uh, you know, it's anybody's season as we go into Tom's Trivia right now. And Tom's Trivia contest to see who gets the most questions right for your grand prize will run all the way to the end of the season somewhere around the Super Bowl time right John anyway um, if you know that if sure. you know the answer send it in to Tom at harryhogfootball.com and if you guys have anything else you want to talk to us about or send us a little note about send it to redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com and the website is now fixed I know some people were having trouble posting on there comments to um, posting comments stories apparently it was broke and, or broke in, as I, my wife would correct me. Uh, dip, dip. Uh, you can now <laughs> post on there, and um, yeah. So man, that thing broke. Things broke, and um, pretty soon we'll be integrating the sites. And if you haven't checked it out, check out with our, our with our other site. Yeah, our other site. Yeah, with our other site, Redskinsbook.com. Redskinsbook.com, so, uh, which is Redskins net, fan networking site. So. Um, yeah. Right. Check those things out. All right. Moving right along here. We've got uh, this week, there was an interesting interview after last week's game with the defensive coordinator, Greg Blotch. And he had a meltdown on some innocent um, reporter, interviewer on, I think it was, see, what was it? Comcast? Former NFL player. Comcast. Uh, rookie, uh, former NFL player, rookie um, interviewer who basically. No, he's not a rookie interviewer. This is his, at least this is at least a second year. It was Trevor Maddich who played offensive line for the Redskins and a few other teams. I think he played 12 years. And uh, he's been with Comcast for a couple of years. He's done stits on ESPN and stuff like that. Um, he was he basically just asked Greg Blotch the you know, plain old question, what do you think of the play of the defensive line? And Blotch started to answer him, and then he was like, well, what do you think of the defensive the play of the defensive line? And then he just just started, you know, making fun of him and saying, "Hey, you know, why why don't you have anything to add to this?" Blah 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 blah. I'm asking you questions. Why can't you answer it? You don't have any answers for it. What was your ulterior motive? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. And they they shot a they did a shot of Trevor Maddich about I don't know maybe halfway through this little tirade um, where Greg Blosh is just going off about him. 
And and Gregor Maddich just kind of is looking at him like, what? I know, like, what are you talking about, dude? Oh, all right, here's what I have to say to <laughs> like, Greg Blotch. He was apparently an educated <laughs> man. But, um, all right, here's the roles here, dude. You're the interviewee. You don't ask the questions. You answer them. Right. Part of your job as a NFL, as an NFL coach or coordinator is the post-game interviewing. And when people ask you questions, you're very well expected to answer them, especially, you know, if someone's just like, dude, I thought the defensive line sucked. What do you think? Yeah, I think you have a right to be like, well, I think you suck. Yeah. You know, but he was just like, so what do you think of the play of the defensive line? Because that's what he's supposed to ask. Yeah. That's his job as the interviewer. Maybe his audience, he didn't would, say, he maybe didn't, his audience would like the inside um, track on what the coach that knows what's going on thinks about the play of them. Yeah. It, it wasn't like an out-of-bounds question. The question was completely normal. It wasn't. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary whatsoever. And I think Greg Blotch just picked on him because he played offensive line. And because the other guys in the studio, Ken Harvey and uh, uh, Brian Mitchell, you know, Ken Harvey played defense, and Brian Mitchell would have told him probably to go f himself <laughs> on camera if he had if he had gone off on him like that. He would have been like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? And it would have gotten oh, ugly. Yeah, and Trevor Maddich was just like, he was what? an easy target, dude. He was an easy dude. Good point. He was a very easy target. Anyway, it was um, ridiculous, and I didn't hear anything else about it. But I think Greg Blot should be ashamed of himself for his um, performance on the post game show. Yeah, and I understand he's feeling the heat from the defensive line not getting a lot of sacks and not putting a lot of pressure on Brady. But you know that's part of your job. You got to suck it up and deal with it. And, and you know we hear about coaches, you know. <laughs> they are who we thought they were and doing all that crap. But you rarely hear about coordinators. And, yeah, I know he's the unofficial, you know, head coach defense, you know, head coach dash defense dash inside the beltway dash in, in the upper D.C. area, blah, blah, blah. Um, Seriously, dude. What are you doing? Seriously. Anyway, um, next game, dudes, is tomorrow night, probably when you listen to this, since it's already 11, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> it'll probably be tonight, so uh, make sure you don't forget it's a Thursday game if you actually get it. Those of you that live out of the area, like myself, will not be able to actually view the game until Saturday night at the earliest on the NFL Network, if you have it. And Oof. you can listen, however, on the internet at... What is it? ESPN 980? ESPN 980. Yeah. The official home yep. of the Washington Redskins. ESPN Unfortunately, you have to listen to Larry Michael. Yeah. You have to deal with Larry Michael, but, you know, if that's what only thing you got, you got to deal with yep. it. So, um, did we lose Josh? No, I'm here. No, you're oh, right okay. there. My phone popped. I'm chiming bit. right in, man. I don't know if there's you're a storm just, brewing you know, or talking what. talking over me. That's, that's cool. What? <laughs> Did you say something? <laughs> I said you're just talking right over me. That's fine. Oh, no problem. I didn't hear you, dude. <laughs> um. All right. So the next game is Thursday at Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Don't count on seeing many of the starters. Um, the few starters that are going to play one series, maybe two. 
it's it's going to be a scrub fest like it always is in the fourth game. And I guess we'll see Dorsey and Aldridge and, you know, a whole lot of – well, we might not see a whole lot of Marcus Mason. I think they've seen enough of him to know what he can do, which is a whole hell of a lot mm-hmm. to help this team. So – there are going to be like a bunch of guys fighting for a few spots on the team. So these dudes are going to play hard, but they're just not the best players. That are yeah, right. and hopefully, if we're really lucky, Sweezem is just going to be absolutely horrible and finally make the, get the decision made. Because, good God, someone needs to hit people over the head with a clue club <laughs> to let them know that Sean Sweezem needs to be cut! Please. Cut. <laughs> All right, dudes. Do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap this thing up? No, I Sean's think that's about sucks. it this week. I mean, uh, you know, we'll see. Last last game, we'll see what happens. It's, it's real after this. Hey, dudes, I've got a point. Last preseason game and the cuts. Oh, yeah, I think the cuts are due by what, Saturday night? Saturday, yeah. And I'd like to point out that after tomorrow night... It's officially regular football season. Aww, yeah. So anyway, dudes, um, send us some email. RedskinsFanHarryHotFootball.com. Check out RedskinsBook.com. And if you see a Cowboys fan this week, or wait, hail to the Redskins. As always. And if you see a Cowboys fan this week, Joke'em. Joke'em. Joke'em.